the Lord be with you and also with you. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, who alone is that one good shepherd, thanks be unto you for all your spiritual and bodily benefits. Let the word of your salvation dwell among us richly, and suffer not that trusty staff, the word of your promise, to be taken from us. And when the shadow of death spreads over us, conduct us safely to the fold of the perfected saints, the tabernacle not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. Amen. Amen. I invite you to turn to Psalm 23. There in your home or in the car. Well, actually, don't don't turn don't turn to Psalm 23 in your car. <laughs> Just unless, listen. Unless you parked on the side of the road. <laughs> yes. That would be fine. Yes. Psalm 23. <clears throat> the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff. They comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Well, good day to you. This is Pastor Keeker, and I'm in the beautiful sanctuary of Trinity Lutheran Church in Clinton, Missouri. And I am joined here with Ernie Stasshelm. Welcome, Ernie. Thank you. You are, uh, are you the president of UMB Bank? Local, yes. Look, um, yeah, not the, not not the, the entire, whole, not yeah, the whole thing, yes, the local yeah, bank. You're yes, the president. that's correct. And yet you made time. And then it's because you're not busy <clears throat> with all of these, what is it, PPP? Uh, yes, uh, payroll protection loans. Um, thanks for making time to. <laughs> no, I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be here. Actually, it's a reprieve from, from doing all that. So, yeah. It's always good to be here. Good. Uh, how long have you been in the banking industry? Uh, 35 years. And how long have you been president of the local UMB oh, Bank? Uh, 10 years. 10 years? Yeah, 10 years, 11 years, something like that. Have so, you always wanted to go into banking? Have you always been a numbers guy? Yes, yes. Uh, that's always been my, uh, I guess, my comfort level. <laughs> um, did you ever sell any lemonade on the side of the road, or how did this start? Oh, no, no. I was raised on a farm, uh, came up... Uh, you know, in, in the 80s, and that was just kind of like now, it's a very difficult time to get into farming, and, and so we really didn't have the resources for me to go back to the farm. And I was barely alive in the 80s. Why yeah, was that a difficult time for farming in the 80s? What was going on? Uh, well, a variety of things. Uh, interest rates were spiking. Um, Is this the Reaganomics thing that I hear? Uh, well, it really came on in the 70s. There was... Uh, and then the embargo that happened in the late late 70s uh, really crushed the commodity prices. Uh, inflation was out of control. And uh, so we had, uh, you know, interest rates got popped up, trying to control inflation. 
commodity prices fell out of bed. They, they got really low. Um, and you decided well, to make lemonade out of lemons. Yeah. You're like, yeah, I want to get into all this inflation yeah, stuff. Yeah, that was, that was, yeah. <laughs> Is there something about that that intrigued you? Well, I was always interested in ag. I was, I had an, uh, earned an ag econ degree from Mizzou. And so that was, that was my interest. And, and uh, getting into the lending side was uh, something in college I identified that I thought I wanted to get into. So, hmm. But uh, yeah, the 80s were, and then, then drought. We seemed like we had drought every other year uh, during the early 80s. So it was, it was a pretty tough time. So is your, pa- is, your, is your passion the farm and ag, or is it economics, or is it both? Would you rather be a farmer on a 1,000 acres of land tending to some cattle, or would you rather be in your office filling out PPP loan paperwork? <laughs> <laughs> the grass is always greener on the other yeah, side. Yeah, uh, five years ago, the former. Yeah. Things were really rolling pretty well You're right. <laughs> and on the ag side. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it... it uh, you know, it, it does well for a while, then it, you know, it cycles back and forth. And um, Farmers can't catch a break. No, no. And there's going to be fewer and fewer of them out there because the economy is a scale. They, they continue. We saw that in the 80s. We saw a lot of farmers. A lot, a lot of uh, consolidation happened. And uh, we're seeing a little bit of that again. Some of the smaller guys are going to have a, continue to have a hard time mm. managing through this, I'm afraid. Hmm. Consolidation, commodity prices, inflation. I am talking to a bank president. This was a question I was going to ask you before we jumped into Psalm 23, because I think it will, it will kind of lay some groundwork that I think needs to be tilled up with this psalm. I'm going to try to use as many farming analogies that I know, and that's about that's about all I have. <laughs> <laughs> what makes a um, your your what makes a good bank president i have no idea what a president of a bank i'm not sure i know either anymore and and, and that's that's evolved too i mean it's uh, um we tend to be specialists i mean i'm really more of a lending specialist um uh, rather than somebody when i I first started banking i I learned the the accounting uh you know I, i learned how to do teller work i learned how to do all that kind of stuff and and really anymore um well and part of it is is we've streamlined so much i mean we don't have, have nearly the staffing levels that we did 30 years ago sure like a lot of businesses mm-hmm. but uh, really my emphasis is on the lending side is is on the commercial and agricultural lending and and um, we have branch managers in each of the locations that really on a daily basis takes care of the of the retail side of the bank so so it, it really is is changed from I think what people would perceive a, a bank president is or, or was mm-hmm. uh, so it's uh, uh, so really my my day is really focused on on the lending side and what's going on there which which was Keeps me plenty busy at this. At this, <laughs> there's a lot of at lending this point. Taking place. Yeah, yeah. There, there, there's a lot of things. Well, the rates have fallen. Um, uh, people do that. They have an interest rate at a certain level, and they notice that rates have fallen a percent, percent and a half, two percent in some cases. They have an interest in seeing that they can improve their situation. Sure. So, will we see <laughs> negative interest rates? 
Is that is that in the realm of possibility? I can't even wrap my mind around that. But is that a thing? Can we go below zero percent? In in Europe, that that has happened, um, and I, I think there's there's just such a and and, and I, I don't know. We have gotten so out of control um, with our spending levels and the amount of domestic debt that we have, I can't imagine that. That that rates will go negative? Yeah, I, I, I can't envision that, but um, as I said, that has happened in other places. I mean, you look in Germany, you look in Japan. Um, they've had negative, they currently? They, 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 they've had negative interest rates, yes. That is crazy. Yes. So a bank is willing to lend you money knowing that you will pay them back less? Well, we're not talking about, we're talking about, um, uh, like our treasury market, we're talking about government debt. Banks aren't really in a position to be able to do that. I mean, we have to earn a spread over right. what we lend money okay, at. But that, if somebody wants to buy the sovereign debt of Germany, they may end up with a negative interest rate. Why would anyone want to do that? Because uh, it's the best deal you can get? Because the market is, is so... And, and there, there's, it's a little more complicated than that. Yeah. Uh, there, there, there's, there's change, there's differences in currency exchange rates and, and uh, but, in um, um, frankly, other places, they're, um, they don't have quite the debt load that we've, we've managed to accumulate here either, so. Mm-hmm. So you see yourself, you said as a lending specialist more mm-hmm. than a typical bank president, although that's your title. So, so then what, what makes a lending specialist a good one? Well, as far as a good one is concerned, I, I think you have to do what's in the best interest of your customer and of the bank. Um, in some cases, what I perceive is in the best interest of the customer and what they may perceive as the best interest of themselves may not be the same. Sure. Um, and, you know, you know, well, there's six banks in town here. I mean, there's, there's varying opinions as to what's the best approach to, mm-hmm. to any situation. So, um, but, uh, you know, a good banker is, is going to be sincere in his efforts to um, do what's in the best interest of the customer uh, and, and, of, and of the bank. Yeah, you have to have both because if, you, Yeah, you have to you, have both, yeah. You can fall off the, cor- the, the cart on either side there um, because if, you're, if, you're, if you just do what's in the best interest of the customer, then the customer, customer may not have a bank in five years because the, the bank will fold up. That, that's correct, and we saw that in, in 2008, 2009. The best decision is, is quite often not the easiest decision. It's, it's easier, yeah. like our congressmen, our senators, and so forth, it's easier to kick the can down the road and yeah, the next not, generation not, not can really address the problem. The next generation will handle and, the debt. Um, yeah. you know, unfortunately, what we saw coming out of, the last, out, of, out of the Great Recession is some of these banks, they were doing that and it caught up to them. Sure. So, whereas the other, you know, the inverse of that is, if you have a bank that's just concerned about the bank, you won't have any customers. <clears throat> True. <laughs> so even in the banking industry, you have law and gospel. I mean, there's this balance of mm-hmm. gospel, caring and giving in best interest of the customer, but also right. 
but we have to maintain our we have to be sustainable as a bank we have to continue we have to be wise and be conservative so that um you can continue to lend through uh drought and um and uh, seasonable weather i'm gonna keep using these farming analogies well like uh, the present time um the bank i you know unb the bank i work with we've we're more liquid than most banks and, and uh, mm-hmm. We've had plenty of capacity to provide funding for the PPP program. Mm. In some situations, well, and the Fed has opened up the spigot. I mean, they're they're basically lending money to banks so they can turn around and lend money, and and um, which that's not necessarily the the best scenario. But but uh, you know that's where some institutions are at this point. So. Mm. It's hard. It's honestly hard <coughs> to wrap my mind around the economics of it all yeah yeah I, I don't i don't profess to be an expert i mean there's there's a lot of moving parts to it it, it really is amazing but. yeah okay so um we're going to shift gears a little bit but I, a lot of these things are going to line up beautifully because psalm 23 it's a very familiar psalm to our ears and it lays before us it, be, it starts with a shepherd. Um, we're not told specifically in this psalm that the, that the shepherd is a good one, although it definitely implies that because the shepherd is doing all these things for the sheep. Mm-hmm. But Jesus is the one who in, in the Gospel of John, he, clarif- he defines himself as the good shepherd. And so that's why I asked you what makes a lending specialist good, because I, I want, as we till up this ground, I want to look at what makes Jesus or what makes this shepherd in Psalm 23 good. Um, what is it about the Lord, who is David's shepherd, that makes him a good one? Um, what does he do? Mm-hmm. Um, so let's look at Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You know, um, even that first verse, I... That's, it's kind of confusing language. Back when I was in high school, in, in the early 2000s, <laughs> I, I remember hearing this verse and still not really understanding what that meant. I shall not want. My mine says a little bit different. Words are just a little bit different. It says, "I shall not be in want." See, that makes it a little more clear to yes. me. It means that I shall there. I sh, there's not anything that I am in need of because I have everything already provided. But that's a very long way of putting it. Mm-hmm. Um, I like your translation better. Um, I shall not be in want. So this is this is the beginning of. Of who our God is, He is the the Shepherd that watches over us, makes sure that we have no wants. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for His name's sake. What does He do that with? Like, there's always a mechanism involved. The lending specialist, your mechanism for caring for the customer is money well I, th- I think it's it's more um, 
consultation. I was going to say advice, but it really is more 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 consultation, helping to um, helping to guide them to you know maybe a better decision or the best decision for their situation. Do people uh, typically come in to the bank? That guidance you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Do you see more of them coming in asking for too much than what they really need, or asking for too little? Is that the kind of guidance you're talking about, steering people towards a more faithful amount of a loan? Yeah, it's uh, it, 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 it depends. I mean, I, I have customers that are very, very astute. Mm -hmm. Frankly, I, I seek information from them <laughs> at times. I mean, regarding what's going on with the markets and so forth. Um, but in other situations, it is, um, you know, trying to provide some some guidance as to how to best navigate, you know, low commodity prices, uh, you know, a difficult uh, financial situation. So, um, um, are you giving stock tips? Is no it? heavens, no, <laughs> never, never. And you know, I, I don't. Um, it, it is it is more or less guidance, but but I, I certainly don't direct people to, to to do things. I mean, it's their life, it's their business, it's sure. their livelihood. Yeah, um, I can I can offer my opinion. I can offer my, my thoughts as to how things are or or, or may be. But um, at the end of the day. As opposed to this, you know, I, I, I do back away and, and let them self-determine what they're going to do. I mean, mm. that's the way, the way it needs to be, so. But, uh, yeah, the good shepherd doesn't do that. No, he does not. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's got this thing called a rod and a staff. Yes. And yes, he very yes. much. But he comforts me with it. He very much makes sure his <laughs> sheep is in the green pastures the sheep needs to be. Yeah. It, says, it says, use the word makes me lie down. So, um, yeah, there's a forcefulness to that. Yes. yes that is actually comforting. Mm -hmm. Because as a sheep, because that's what this psalm, this psalm says that I'm a sheep. That's, <clears throat> the Lord is my shepherd implies that I'm a sheep. David's calling himself a sheep. And I am not a, I'm not a shepherd. I have no idea the behavior of sheep. I wish I was so I would understand a little bit more. But from what I hear, sheep are very, very dumb animals. And I relate with that if that's true. <laughs> <laughs> On my own, I do not want to lie down. I, the grass is greener on the other side of that barbed wire fence. And I'll put my head through there and cut myself all up trying to get it. Here we have a good shepherd who makes me lie down. I'm thankful for that as opposed to a shepherd who's over there just inviting me gently. Oh, come over here, please, this is better. <laughs> I would be, I'd be saying, no way, yeah. this, this is me. Or just sitting, sitting back in the corner taking a break and, and not paying attention, so. That's right. Yeah, yeah that's not the, that, that would be a bad shepherd. Mm -hmm. He's the good shepherd. Yeah, he makes me lie down. He makes us lie down in green pastures. Is you think that you think that's happening right now with uh, COVID nineteen and this this pandemic? Are we seeing this sheep being forced to lie down a little bit more than usual? 
I think those of faith are certainly slowing down with a little more perspective. Yeah. Um, I think that, honestly, it's kind of hard to see that out in the general public. But because uh, I think you the, see it on the you know pictures of the empty streets in New York. Oh, and certainly, certainly. People are lying down in their. <laughs> being, people are being forced to stay at stay at home. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But, uh, to a point where it has become uncomfortable for sheep that are used to go 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 go. Yes. And people who are <clears throat> um, very very busy. But that, that's the forcefulness of the comfort. It's something that we have to be made to do. Um, I asked about the, you know, the mechanism that makes a, a banker good. I'm not a banker, so obviously I went to money, but you are a banker. And the, and the mechanism you see that makes a banker good is more the guidance, the, the um, wisdom, for people not to get themselves in stuck in stuck in some thorny situations when it comes to their finances and yes, things like yes. that, um, and I think that 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 lines itself up even more with the mechanism here of the shepherd. So there's a there's a thing that the shepherd uses to make the sheep lie down in green pastures. There's a thing he uses to lead us beside the still water, a thing he uses to restore our souls, and a thing that he uses to lead us in paths of righteousness for his namesake. And um, Luther was the one that I'm drawing this from, but he's certainly not the only one. Uh, That thing is the rod and the staff um, in verse 4. That's the mechanism he uses, which Luther says is his word. The word of God is that mechanism or the wisdom or the guidance of of God is that mechanism that he is always using on us. He always uses his word. So when we hear his word, it makes me lie down. His word leads me beside the still waters. His word restores my soul. His word leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And ultimately, his word is the thing that comforts me. So what makes the good shepherd or what makes Jesus good is that he is the word of God in flesh. Mm-hmm. He has come to fulfill God's word, to proclaim God's word. Um, there is... He, he's, he doesn't lead people away from God's word, but leads them to God's word. That's the mechanism. I've, so I saw this. I, I think there's a relationship here of what makes one good is when we, there's like this, there's this, there's always an element of giving involved when you're, when you're good at. So, okay, you're, if you, a good banker, like you said, gives to the person across the table, you're giving them guidance, you're giving them wisdom, you give them ultimately a loan for what they need to either build their house or start their business. A bad banker would 
do the opposite of that. <laughs> well, I, and I think that there's empathy there too. I, th I think you need to you, you need to genuinely want to assist that person or that family with with their plans, with their future. I mean, if there appears to be enough equity in the in the farm or in the business to keep lending money and maybe not really address a problem, maybe maybe they've got an issue with too many expenses or, or not very good marketing plan or oh just, yeah okay just, i mean there's, there's there's a variety of reasons why somebody may not be able to or maybe they already have too much debt mm -hmm. and then unfortunately and then we, we saw this in the 80s and that was really before i think a lot of bankers understood the necessity for cash flow and and uh, you know during the 70s as land prices were going up uh it was pretty easy for bankers just to keep lending money to customers, even though they may not be making a profit at the end of the year because their equity was going up. They continued to lend them money. And then the 80s came on, commodity prices dropped. Uh, we had some droughts. Um, revenue dropped significantly, which led to a reduction in land values, significant reduction in land values, and, and, and people ended up going broke. And in some cases, banks went broke also mm -hmm. and we saw that to a lesser extent you know 10 years ago um that um but it's um so i mean there, there, there there's a balancing act there i mean you you um have to be careful i mean sometimes um the financial institution can make decisions that are imbalanced you might say so yeah so is the balance that the that the lender is seeking for the borrower I, is the balance you said what is best for them mm -hmm. the, so the the check and balance is if you are if you're doing what's truly best for their situation um, that that's that's the foundation upon which all the financial mechanisms have to be built on. Because if, a, mm -hmm. if, you, run, if you go to a bank and you, you're sitting across a lender who does not love you, who does not care about your situation, who's just in it to take as much money from you as they possibly can, even though it may wreck your business, it doesn't matter if interest rates are the best they're ever going to be or what mm -hmm. happens with commodity prices that person is is in a very bad situation thomas aquinas said this he said that love to love is to will the good of the other so that so that when someone else is there i see them i see what they the situation they're in i'm able to empathize with maybe their marketing you're seeing their marketing plans way out of whack and what's best for their business is maybe you don't need that extra fifty thousand dollars from us. You you just need to stop spending that eighty thousand dollars on that other billboard that's a tenth of a mile down the road. You know that sort of thing. <laughs> sure. Um, so if I so you're willing the good of the other, right? You're. You know, in, in a bank here, it really needs to be a a partnership. I mean, that that's a, that's an ideal situation where where you're consulting back and forth and you're trying to make, um, trying to coordinate with the borrower, 
forward for them to make to make the best decision. Again, mm. ultimately, at the end of the day, it's always their decision. Right. But you, you, you hopefully, you can, uh, if influence is needed, you can hopefully provide some of that. Hmm. Um, I love that. I mean, that's so good because I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, go ahead. Else. <laughs> that is a very good picture of, of the good shepherd. Uh, it, 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 it revolves around love for the other. And if love is willing the good of the other, which means there's an element of giving, to will the good of the other requires sacrifice. It requires a giving on my part. So, you know, the mother who is a good mother is the mother who is giving her time, her energy, her love, her comfort, her entire self to her husband and to her children. Um, a good a good banker, a good lending specialist, you're giving wisdom and guidance. You're because you're willing the good of the other it's for the sake of the other person. You want your child to be loved. You want the person across the table to make good decisions for their family and their finances. And if if that and if that's true, if that's what love is, if love is willing the good of the other and giving the other of yourself, then the opposite of love, what makes one bad, isn't hate, which is commonly uh, talked about, you know, the opposite of love is hate. Um, we'll see this, you know, expressed. Hate has no place here. But if love is to give, then the opposite of that is to take. Take, yes. And so to not love someone isn't necessarily to hate them, but it's to take away from them what is rightfully theirs. So, you know, you see this in the Adam and Eve relationship. When they, are in, when they are perfectly in union with one another and they love one another, they're naked and not ashamed, meaning they're giving to oneself completely. They're not hiding anything from themselves. Mm -hmm. they, they can be fully honest, fully out there, f not one part of them hidden, and the other person is in the place of giving, 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 so that the other person's never ashamed of, to hide. I mean, it's, it's all there. But once sin enters, now they're hiding from one another because you're afraid that the other person now will take from you. Like that's why that's why they cover themselves up. They don't want they don't want to be taken from. They're hiding, um, and so a bad a bad mother, a bad father, isn't giving to their children, but using their children for their own benefit. I'm going to take from you something that you have so that I can have joy. And that's, mm -hmm. that's not the right relationship. Um, I think here's the, the cycle is because we're not the shepherd, we're the sheep. If what makes a sheep good at what they do, whatever vocation you are, a farmer, if what makes a good farmer good is they're willing the good of the other. So they're out there throwing the hay out for the, for the, the cattle and they're they're going out spending their whole day taking care of the things they've been entrusted to, to take care of eventually you have to rest <laughs> you can't give give yes. give 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 and not rest you have in high school I, I don't know why this conversation sticks out to me but it, I had a my math teacher 
I remember she went on vacation for a week. And she, was, was that your resting period? <laughs> that week while she was gone? You're right. I didn't do any work. <laughs> <laughs> but she came back, and I, I, won't ever, I, I still remember what she said to me this day. I asked her how her vacation was, and she said, it was great. I'm exhausted. <laughs> and, then she, and then she said, only Americans go on vacation and come back exhausted. And what is it about a stupid sheep that even rest we turn into work, right? So like rest is something that I have to do. I'm going to work at resting today, you know, like <laughs> that, even that becomes exhausting. And, and so there's only one place that we can go for true rest and it's rest that has to be forced on us. Mm -hmm. It's not something that I can just work up in myself Rest is found in the one who is good. Rest is found in Jesus, in the shepherd, who gives himself up entirely for us. There's not one part of him that he held back from us. Um, that this is why he is love. He, in, his entire being was willing the good of us, and in him and in him alone, we can rest. We will rest. He makes us rest, which makes him good. Yeah, my wife, uh, what you were just talking about, going off on vacation and then coming home exhausted, that's what my wife complains about when we go on vacation. I Are just, you the one that wants to go, no, go, I'm go? I'm the one that wants to go. Even, uh, uh, you know, home, if we're home for, you know, a two-day weekend, i got to get out and do something. I'm just, I'm just the restless sort, so. Uh, and, and she's not. She's she's very content with, you know, watching the grass grow and relaxing. And Silence, solitude. Silence, yes, hanging hang around the house. But. That's good. I'm glad the Lord brought someone really close to you who knows how to rest. <laughs> In that way, she helps you. That's what a good a good wife does. Helps yeah. us. Yeah. I don't know where we'd be without our wives. I'd be dead. I think I'd be dead. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think, you know, rest is, is, it is a very difficult concept for us. I don't know if it's just our sinful nature or because we're Americans and we were raised a certain way, but rest is a very difficult concept um, for us to, to enjoy it's not necessarily just sitting there and doing nothing rest is a it's a it's not just physical it's mental too I mean I mean that that that's my biggest challenge is, is trying to rest mentally trying to let go of what's transpired through the week or what I have coming up this next week or um, you know other issues stock market collapsing and you know things of that nature there, there's a lot of things that that weigh on us and it's it's um you know this is really about the only place to find that capacity to let your mind relax and, and uh, truly rest yeah and when you said this you pointed to the bible yes yes the word uh, the word of god is is a place of rest and i think I, one, I, there's, a, so, there's a lot of things I want to say about rest, but I don't want to talk for three hours. I think the one, the one thing that I'll say about rest is that rest is a thing that you receive. Mm -hmm. So in these, it's, 
you know, like your body, when you sleep, your body receives rest. It's not, no one actively sleeps. You don't work at sleeping. You lay there and it's total receiving. Your, your body is resting. It's receiving, um, it's receiving that rest. And so there's, there's moments and there's places and there's times in our life every day. And so much of our day is go, go, go. So much of our vacations are go, go, go. Right? <laughs> Got to sign up for the catamaran ride. Got, I did that when my wife and I went to Hawaii. Like we, one year anniversary, we, you know, our honeymoon, we, just, we did like the cabin in the woods thing. But our one year anniversary, we, we went to Hawaii. First day I get there, we, sign, we signed up for like five excursions catamaran luau horseback riding mm -hmm. zip line you know all yeah, of it yeah. first day i got super sick <laughs> <laughs> that catamaran i found out i get seasick on that catamaran oh no and so i'm i'm uh i'm having a really rough go and i've already paid for all the excursions mm -hmm. so here i am horseback riding on a very weak stomach it was a. Uh, it's hard to rest it, yes everything's yes. go 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 but the, those moments in our day, like you said, there's a hundred things to worry about. But the moments in the day where all of a sudden we receive, in the midst of all of the busyness, there we receive something. Um, we receive peace from God or we receive the stillness. We receive this restoration of our soul. Those are the moments of rest where our Lord is making us lie down in green pastures. And for me, you, I see that when people come up to the altar. Communion is one of those uh, places of rest. You know, I, I love seeing, we have a lot of farmers in this church, and I love seeing the dirty hands, <laughs> um, the grimy hands that have worked, worked, worked. And here they are holding them out and receiving from the shepherd what he has come to give them. And, and that's a place of rest. And that is his word, the word, coming to us. Um, you, we see these restful moments throughout our days. But to me, communion uh, definitely stands out as one of those this is the green pasture. We're right beside the still waters. We're in the company of the shepherd and his rod and his staff are coming right to me to comfort me. Mm -hmm. Communion is, a, that is the place of comfort for me. And you know, if you see communion as something that like it's all about, we do that too. We can turn communion into our work. This is something I'm doing. You know, mm -hmm. it's like even that, just rest in it you know it's 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 this is the lord's doing it's the lord's supper anything else ernie any other verse that jumped out at you well verse five you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies um i knew i brought up communion for a reason <laughs> but keep going well i mean that that is um with everything that goes on around us, you know, we're talking about the virus, but, but just, you know, just before that, just, just on a daily basis, I mean, everything that goes on around us that we know is wicked, that we know is, is wrong and so forth. Um, 
to me, it's comforting to, to know that we always have this. He, he's always going to, he's always with us, and that doesn't make any difference. It's just, it's just noise, um, and um, because it, it, it is awfully easy. My wife will tell you it's awfully easy for me to get excited about who's doing what, you know, in, in Washington D.C. or or Kansas City or whatever, because there, I mean there is just so much. Um, bad things that do go on in this world and um, um, person's got to be kept being brought back to the reality that, that God is with us and, and, and God um, uh, will provide that comfort regardless of what may transpire around us mm-hmm. um, you know that's something frankly um, Looking again at our at our banking institution, we have have an ag division, and something that we we do talk about is is the mental health of our customers because they are going through a lot of them are going through very difficult times, and and it is try to provide that empathy, you know, yeah. where we can. So um, I mean, there's just just so much so many negative things that, that go on in this world constantly and COVID-19 is really <laughs> probably not even one of the, the bigger things that have, have gone out there so um, I'm it, it gives me comfort to hear a banker talk about the mental well-being of their lenders a financial person who cares about the whole person, not just the finances, but the heart. Um, that's a good balance. Mm-hmm. That brings me a little bit of joy. It's <laughs> <laughs> David says in the presence of my enemies. And that's what you're talking about is not just the coronavirus, but all the other things going on in the midst of all of that which overwhelms us Mm -hmm. he again it's all him his doing he prepares a table for me and he overflows my cup and and that again is his way of quieting all the other noise here's the place where our lord uses his word to make us lie down God has come in human flesh, seeking out his sheep to make them lie down. And Jesus tells us he's the good shepherd because he lays down his life for the sheep. He gives himself up for them. And in that, we find rest for our souls. Because there's a lot of things, you know, there's a lot of things we need rest. Um, I need, I need food. I need clothes. I need a house. Um, but who gives me what I need in the face of death? Only the Lord. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we have nothing to fear because he's with us. Your rod and your staff, his word, they comfort us. I think that would be my message this week is that the Lord Jesus is the shepherd who makes us rest. And that is a good thing. Mm Mm-hmm. So enjoy the rest. We'll need that, yes. <laughs> yep. yep. And then when, once you uh, get up and, and start giving more of yourself to others, because 
you have people to give yourself to. Remember to remember you still need rest. Our, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you peace. Amen. Amen. Have no fear, little flock. Have no fear, little flock. For the Father has chosen to give you the kingdom. Have no fear, little flock. Have good cheer, little flock. Have good cheer, little flock. For the Father will keep you in his love forever. Have good cheer, little flock. Praise the Lord high above. Praise the Lord high above. For he stoops down to heal you, uplift and restore you. Praise the Lord high above. Thankful hearts raised to God. Thankful hearts raised to God. For he stays close beside you in all things works with you, thankful hearts, raised to God.